Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Turn to a few people around you and tell them he's with us this morning. He is with us. Amen. Remain standing with me if you would. I'm going to be reading here in just a minute from 1 Kings chapter 17. Before I do that, it is a honor to be preaching to you this morning and um, just such a great touch of God that is in the room and what a very, what a special baby dedication and little Archer and, and Brother Josh and Sister Candace, so happy for them and and uh, all the all the grandparents, all the all the thorn thorns in our us parents' flesh. I'm teasing. I'm teasing grandparents. I'm kidding. We love you. We appreciate you being able to drop our kids off to you. And <laughs> I better stop talking. I think I'm going to get in trouble right now. Love love these great great people. Even if they do fill them up with sugar, that we'll let them we'll let them pass. We love, amen, grandparents. And uh, little Archer, just awesome. He was born at the right time, brother Josh. Yeah, he, both seasons open, so I'm sure he'll be in the stand tomorrow. If I know Josh, he'll be he'll be out there. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I. Uh, uh, honored to to preach to you. I do believe I do believe I have a word uh, for for this congregation today. I want to say um, October is such a special month um, around here, and uh, because October marks the beginning of Pastor Appreciation Month, and we appreciate our pastor year round. But it is so special to be able to take a month, which doesn't seem long enough, but to be able to take a month and to honor the shepherds that God has put in our lives. I don't know about you, but I am thankful for our pastor, our pastor's wife, and their family. We have the best. We're blessed with the best. Amen. And I honor, honor pastor, pastor and sister Bounds this morning, love and appreciate them. 1 Kings chapter 17. Are you ready for the word this morning? Amen. Verse 1, Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord, everybody say there was a drought. Number two, ver- verse two, not number two. The word of the Lord. <laughs> y'all hear? Did y'all hear Donald Trump back in the day say two Corinthians? Verse two. The word of the Lord came unto him, saying, "Get thee hence and turn eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. Hide yourself by the brook." And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and he did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the the brook Cherith, that is before 
Jordan, verse 6, and the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning. You know, I, I, some, some things about Scripture just make me itch my head. I, I mean, can you imagine this? Imagine verse, verse 6, and the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Amazing. God sustained Elijah in a drought. I want to preach to you uh, what I feel uh, God has given me for this time, and that is this, God's plan for your life. God's plan for your life. Would you lift your hands and ask the Lord to speak to us today? God, we love you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your presence, God, that is here. We honor you and we pray, O Lord, that there would be just a mighty move of your spirit today, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said amen. Would you clap your hands to the Lord before you're seated? Oh, and if you're expecting something, why don't you clap your hands a little louder? Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. God's plan for you. In the 1500s, it was coined as a term inscribed on what they called the pillars, two large stones situated in the pathway of the Isle of Gibraltar. It was a, excuse me, the Strait of Gibraltar. It was a waterway, and within that waterway, there was a, a couple of stones with the Latin inscription, Nay plus ultra. That statement simply meant no more beyond. No more beyond. In Spain in the 1500s, they believed that they were situated on the edge of the earth. As a matter of fact, as a warning to every sailor who would go through the Strait of Gibraltar and brave the Atlantic. Every time they would go past these stones, they would see that inscription, nay plus ultra, no more beyond. On every map in that day in the 1500s, it was inscribed at what they believed to be the edge of the world in that day, nay plus ultra. There was no more beyond this point. They believed that there was an edge and at the edge that ships that journeyed beyond beyond those stones would, would fall off of a physical and literal edge of the world and they would be gone forever. But you know the story of Christopher Columbus who who in his time sailed beyond those two pillars. He sailed beyond the, the phrase, no more beyond this point, and began to explore the Atlantic and eventually made his way to the Americas. And, and it was because one man decided not to believe the agenda of a country or a nation at the time because one man believed 
there has to be more than this. There has to be more to our land than what we have now because one man journeyed beyond this point of what they thought was no more beyond. We discovered, he discovered what, would, what we now live in as the United States of America. And if you, look at the, if you look at the flag of Spain, you will now see the phrase inscribed in that Latin term, not ne plus ultra, but you will see that uh, phrase that they have uh, pinned on there, plus ultra. More beyond, further beyond. And it was, it was the same on those pillars that nay, that no more had been crossed off of those pillars to read plus ultra. There is more beyond here. There is more beyond this point. And I have come on this Sunday morning, amen, at this 8.30 service under the unction of the Holy Ghost to tell somebody in this building today, the devil wants you to believe your flesh wants you to believe that what you have now is what you will have for the rest of your life. What you are living in now is what you will live in for the rest of your life. But hear the word of the Lord on this Sunday morning. There is more beyond where you are. God has more yet for you. You have not seen it all. You have not discovered it all. You, there is more beyond this point for you oh I feel the I feel the Holy Ghost in this room amen I've come to tell you there is more beyond a life of addiction there is more beyond a life of depression there is more beyond a life of working nine to five and, and, and enjoying the weekends there is more beyond just a life of living routine God said I have not seen nor ear heard neither has it entered into the heart of man. Amen. What God has prepared for them that love him. I want you to know today God has something God has something prepared for you. Oh, I know you feel what I'm preaching right now. I don't want to start off too fast, but I want you to hear me right now. God, amen, he said in Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. I ordained you. I had a plan for you. Amen, he said, he said to, I believe it was Philip, he said, I saw you under that tree that you were at. He said, I saw you before you ever saw me and I want to preach amen to somebody in this room if you could believe amen with me right now God has more for your life today God's plan for you and God's plan for me is for us not to settle where we are, is for us not to become content with where we are, who we are, what we have. But God, amen, has more for us today. He has more. 
And that's why in 1 Kings chapter 17, there was a drought in the land. There, there was a drought and God said, Elijah, I want you to go to the brook and I, I'm going to sustain you at the brook. I, I, I'm going to... I'm going to allow ravens to, to come and bring you bread and the flesh in the morning and, 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 and flesh in the evening. And, and, and I'm going to allow the brook to, to sustain you even in the middle of a drought. I, I have put you in a place where there will be water the whole time. I have provided, I will, I've put you in a place that, that will sustain you. Amen. You may feel lonely, Elijah. You may feel lost, Elijah. But don't forget, Elijah, I'm, I, I am miraculously feeding you. I am miraculously sustaining you in the midst of a drought. And is it possible today that, that even in the midst of your turmoil, God has, has somehow sent the ravens into your life to sustain you. God has given you just enough. Oh, who am I preaching to? God has given you just enough to get you to this point and just maybe God has brought you into this service. Amen. On this Sunday morning. Amen. To say, I've got something else for you. I've got more for you. I've brought you this far. I've brought you up to this point. Don't think I can't sustain you with with God, I want to tell you today, with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Come on, I want you to lift your hands right now and say, with God, all things are possible. God's plan for us is not to stay where we are, but God's plan for us requires movement. It requires change. It requires progression. It requires, amen, throwing away what you have been used to, the life you have become accustomed to living. God's plan is not for you to stay there, sir, but God's plan, amen, is the same for you as it was for Elijah in, in 1 Kings 17 and 7. The Bible says this, and it came to pass after a while, somebody say after a while, that the brook dried up. The brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Where Elijah was was good for a period of time. It was, it was sustaining him for a period of time. But he was never meant to stay by the brook his whole life. That brook dried up. God could have made that brook Amen. He could have he could have made it keep producing water. I mean, my goodness, if he can send ravens. <laughs> I just see ravens with this McDonald's bag hanging out of their mouth. My goodness, if he can send ravens to sustain you, if he can send ravens to to send you that double quarter pounder with cheese, I, that's just that just sounds painful. It just hurts. If God can send the ravens to sustain you, then he could, he could let the brook keep producing. He could let the brook stay 
full of water, but, but God's plan has never been for us just to stay where we are. And so he allowed the brook to dry it up, just like some of your brooks have been dried up. You, you, you wonder why, you know, you wonder why you don't feel fulfilled anymore. You wonder why it doesn't satisfy like it did. Amen. Is it possible that God has allowed this place in your life to dry up so he can move you to somewhere else? He says to Elijah in verse 7, it came to pass after a while the brook dried up. There had been no rain. Verse 8, and the word of the Lord came unto him saying, that's enough right there. Because when the brook dries up, there's always a word. Because when the brook dries up, oh, you didn't hear what I said. Because when the brook dries up, if you'll listen close enough, if you'll hear what the Spirit is saying, there is always a word, amen, to get you from the place where you are to the place where God wants you to be. He'll allow the brook to dry up, but don't worry, honey. He's got a word, amen, in the middle of the brook, in the middle of somewhere else. He's got a word for you. And the word of the Lord came unto Elijah, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman to sustain thee. He said, Elijah, it's not working where you are. It's dried up. It's gone. All of the happy meals and cheeseburgers and all the water and it's gone. But Elijah, if you'll hear me and if you'll obey me, I've got something more for you. I've got something better for you. I know this brook is what, is what you have known. I know out there there's a drought and it doesn't look good. And the appearance of what is out there looks barren and dry. And you're thinking to yourself, Elijah, why would I leave here? Here is good enough. Why would I... Leave the brook. The brook is, is good enough. And I can, I can hear Elijah's thoughts. You know, God, you know there's a drought out there. You know, you know it's bad out there. I can hear Elijah saying these things to himself. I, I don't know what's out there. I don't, I don't know what's comes a point when. Elijah has to look beyond what is in front of him and put his future in the hands of God who sees the end from the beginning, who saw the woman, the widow woman. He saw the oil and the meal. He saw the miracle happening before he ever spoke to Elijah. God has already seen how this plays out. Before God will ever call you to move, before God will ever dry up the place where you are, he has already seen the place where he is calling you to be. 
He has already seen the place where he has he has destined for you to go. He's already seen it. He's already he's already ordered the things to come into place. God has already established it. The problem is the same thing that we that Elijah dealt with as we deal with the battle of the mind. I have here everything that I have known, everything, every way that I have lived. I have a word from God, but 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 should I? But 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 is it really possible? Is it really true? Is it really God would God really do that for me? God says, Elijah, if you'll go to Zarephath, I've got a woman that's going to sustain you. I want to tell somebody on this Sunday morning, where you are is dry, where you are, a man seems the devil has presented it as the only place you will ever be. But there is a man, a plan that God has, that God has destined and ordained. He is powerful enough. He is strong enough, amen, to orchestrate every life in this room all at the same time. He's amazing enough, amen, Brother Aaron, to order your steps and see your end from the beginning but at the same time he's seeing yours he's seeing yours sister Esther and seeing yours brother Hyden and seeing yours sister Jones and seeing yours brother Hal yeah all of this stuff is going on but God is so amazing God is so big God is so mighty and he is so powerful that he has something specific for your life not just for them, not just for somebody else. God has orchestrated a plan for you. God has orchestrated a future for you. It's dry. It's dry here. It's it's, it's deserted here. It's barren here. All I have felt is the pain of loss and the pain of regret and the pain of failure and the pain of my sin and the mistakes of yesterday. Amen. All that I feel here is all of this emotion. Hear the word of the Lord today. God wants you to get up. God wants you to go where he is calling for you to go today. Clap your hands to the Lord. He goes to Zarephath. There's a woman there. Sure enough, sure enough, when he gets there, the woman doesn't have it all. Doesn't have hardly anything. She said, all I've got is a little oil and a little meal in the barrel. We've got enough for one more meal and we're going to eat it and we're going to die. Sure enough, Elijah trusts God to make the steps. Elijah trusts God to leave the brook. And he arrives to a place. I don't know what Elijah was expecting. You know, sometimes we expect it too. Probably the same thing. Elijah was probably expecting him to walk in, to walk into the room and there would be a spread there. Chick-fil-A just all over the building. <laughs> just, just food everywhere. Just, <laughs> just, I mean, now I'm getting hungry, Pastor. You're rubbing off on me, talking about food. 
you just imagine this whole spread and just, you know, this meat tray and crackers and, and, and a fruit tray, Sister Brown, and, and, and vegetable trays. And, and, and you, got the, you got the meat laid out. And, the, man, I am getting hungry. Woo! Got all the, Elijah walks in. I'm sure he's expecting, oh, man, God has sent me here. It's all going to work out fine. He opens the door to nothing. Opens the door to a little meal, to a little oil, and to a doubting lady that says we're getting ready to die. <laughs> I mean, that's hilarious to me. God said, I, if you'll just go to Zarephath, I'm going to sustain you. There's a, there's a woman that's going to sustain you. And he walks in, he's like, all right, sustain me. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're about to die. I can't sustain you. I can't take care of you. And Elijah experienced probably the same things that we experience. Because when we step out of, of old lives and old habits and, and old things and, and we say, oh God, I give you my life and I give you my heart. I give you everything. I, I surrender my ways to you. I, I'm walking away from all of that. I'm walking towards what you have for me. We expect just the, the spread, right? We expect the table to be, to, be, to be prepared for us. We expect everything. Amen. But God said, amen. But God had this woman, amen, amen, that had just enough. Amen. It required, amen, Elijah to rely on the word, amen, that God had given him that this woman is going to sustain you. Where, you go, where you're going is going to sustain you. Where you're going is going to provide for you. It may not be easy. It may not, it may require a little bit of work. But if you can have faith in me, if you can believe in my word, amen, then you will see, amen, it come to pass. You will see, amen, what you've been praying for. Just because you bumped up against some adversity doesn't mean it's not there. Doesn't mean it's not happening. Hear me. Even when you can't see it, he's working. Even when you can't see it, God is orchestrating. He's working all things together for the good of them that love him. I've come to encourage somebody today. That's all. I've come to lift somebody up today and let you know you cannot base, amen, your walk with God on what you see. You cannot base everything off of what is right before you. Just maybe God wants you to have faith to continue to believe even when it doesn't look right, even though it doesn't look like it's amounting to anything. God is still at work on your behalf. Somebody needs to hear it today. God is still at work on your behalf. He's still at work on your behalf. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? People pray for years. They pray for years. I remember I was a youth pastor in Crooksville, and I remember a young lady who was so bothered, so bothered. She had come to the Lord, and her family had 
at one point been in church, and, but they were no longer serving God, living for God. And I remember her being so bothered by that. She would come to me crying and say, Pastor Cody, I, I, I don't want my mom to be lost. And I don't want my dad to be lost. And if God came back tonight, they'd be, they'd be lost. They wouldn't, she'd be weeping and crying and weeping and crying. I didn't know what to tell her other than, other than you, you've just got to believe. You just got to keep praying and trusting God and believing God. He's going to respond. He's going to answer in his time. And we just, I just had faith. And I, I, man, I just didn't hardly know what to tell her other than, other than what I knew to tell her. Just keep believing in God. Because when you don't know what to do or what to say, you, you just do what you know to do. You just do what you know to do when you don't know what to do. And if you do what you know to do, God will take care of it. And so I didn't, I didn't feel it. I didn't, just, just, just keep praying. Just keep believing. And she, she would come up and she would come up to me and said, say, oh, Cody, I, I've been praying for them like you said. And she said, she said it was, she said, I, I took one of my CDs, and one of my gospel CDs, and I, I prayed over it and Come on, you know what you do. You know how we do. We anoint everything. and you know, we, Man, you know how we do. And she took that CD and prayed over it. And she put it in her mom's car. She put that music in her mom's car. And, and, and her mom turned that music on. And, and uh, she knew it was going to happen. Man, before too long, before too long, Mom and dad started coming to church. Pastor could tell the story better of how exactly it happened. But before it was over, mom and dad refilled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, involved in the church. If you just hold on, it don't look good now, but if you just hold on, God's working it for your good. If you just hold on, God's working it, amen, out all for your good. You just keep praying. You just keep believing. It looks dry. It looks barren. It looks deserted. But God is working even when you can't see it. Stand to your feet right now and clap your hands. Come on, somebody shout, God is working for my good. I know it's simple today, but God is working for you. God is working for you when you don't know what to do. Do what you know to do. Be faithful to the house of God. Be faithful in your prayers. Get in the word of God. Fast and pray. Get on your knees and go after him. And if you'll do what you know to do, God is going to answer in his timing. Clap your hands to the Lord right now. Remain standing with me, music come. There's no more beyond this point. It's all been discovered. It's all been explored. What you have is what you will always have. Where you've been is where you will always be. Not so in the kingdom. Not so. Uh, let me let me just read something here. 
Deuteronomy 28 and 1. Hear what God says about you. Hear what God says about your future. Shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day. That the Lord thy God will set thee on high above the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou, everybody say me, be in the city. Blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in. And blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. See, sometimes you just got to, you just got to stand on his word. Sometimes you just have to stand on his word. When I when I'm discouraged, when I'm battling, there's been some there's been some mountains to climb. But when I am battling and my mind starts to tell me things. Anybody's mind ever tell you some things? I've made it a point in my life to pray the word. Some of you need to go home and pray the word. God is for me and not against me. God has made me the head and not the tail. I don't say that to puff you up. I tell somebody in the Holy Ghost today, you need to go home and pray the word. Paul said, I bring my mind, my thoughts into captivity. You need to go pray the word. And I pray the word. God is for me and not against me. God has a plan specifically for me. Before you formed me in the belly, you knew me. You ordained me. You have called me. You have anointed me. Out of billions of people in this world, you have filled me with your spirit. You have given me the Holy Ghost. Amen. Out of all the people in the world, you thought enough of me to choose me. I did not choose you, but you chose me. And all of a sudden, when I start praying the word of God, every doubt, every fear, every, every, every thought of depression and anxiety, every question that I have all of a sudden comes back into alignment with his word because we are not our thoughts you are who God says you are and if he says you're going to be alright if he says you're going to make it then you will make it you will be alright everybody to stand with me I want you to lift your hands toward heaven right now God's plan for you is not to leave you where he found you, but it's to take you to a place of abundance, to take you to a place of blessing. It's not absent of adversity, 
not absent of uh, of, of 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 looking grim and and looking not good. It's it's not absent of those things. But if you hold on to the word of God, it's all gonna be all right. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. For these people under the sound of my voice today, some of them have been lied to. Some of them have been deceived into believing that they will always be who and where they are. But I come against the spirit of unbelief today in the name of Jesus Christ. And I command you to leave every person, amen, that has battled this, amen, up to this point. I command unbelief to be gone in the name of Jesus Christ and I lose faith amen into them again to believe what you said to believe your word there is more beyond here there is more beyond where they have been in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ As they begin to sing and as they begin to play, you can come to the front if you want. You can stay where you are if you want. But I want you to lift your hands and I want you to begin to pray the word of God. I want you to begin to pray, amen, what God says about you. Begin to pray the word. Some of you need to grab your Bible right now. Turn to Deuteronomy 28 and start praying it right now. Come on, you need, you need to pray. Pray his word right now. You are who he says you are. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.